this is already the saltiest show ever. <laughs> it's just so salty. There's no analysis to that. It's just... <laughs> All right, welcome in, everybody. This is NFL Week 5, Important Nonsense, the Wednesday show. Steve and Neil both coming at you. This week, a little bit of a change of format. I, Neil Smith, you can find me at Important Nonsense, uh, nonsense underscore Neil on uh, the Fantasy Life app and Twitter. This week, I'm going to be driving for a change. Got a little bit of technical difficulties because we are broadcasting to you this week recorded from a uh, storage unit in Mesa, Arizona. So no drops, no frills, Neil in the driver's seat. Live from beautiful Kosovo. That is who I was just going to get ready to introduce. My co-host this week, Mr. Steve Bottom. You can find him. Thank you, Neil. The Apaches are flying over. Oh, have they mobilized the ground troops yet? I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> All right. How's well, it going, everybody? Peri- keep those How's periodic updates coming from the war front there. Oh, to the sandwich. Just gotta. Mr. Peanut has nothing on my level of saltiness today. I'm saying. Yep. So, it is a very planter's evening here at the Bonham residence. So, Neil, you go right ahead and drive. There's no drunk driving, even on the podcast. So, I'm out. Nope. Can't do that. This is the salt mines. Uh, Coming off of the saltiest week of football so far this season, week four, where everybody on your team just about was determined to tank your score. That's, that's, that's week four. Uh, through the first week. Tell that to Chris Godwin. Uh, besides Chris Godwin and to a lesser extent, Mike Evans. That, that Tell doesn't that to count. A.J. Brown. Everybody yeah, had A.J. Yeah, Brown. Exactly. That's my point. That doesn't count. Go through that first quarter of that mor- morning slate of games where everybody in the universe is sitting there staring at their roster with the stick poking do something emoji or just do anything, please. Because everybody had that, that first quarter. My team of A.J. Brown and Troy Main Pope really was crushing it. Just saying. lighting it up. Yeah, won a whole bunch of daily. But, yeah, it's the salt mines here for week five. It is it is complete and utter just bitterness. But, Steve, okay, I will. I'm going to try and cheer you up here, okay? I'm going to try and cheer you up because we're going to go into the news here. And <laughs> we're going to lead it off with the biggest story of the week. It's the one that everybody's got on their lips. Bonds has perfect suspended for the season. There it is. There it is. Come on. Come on. You know the most amazing part Crack of that story? Come on. <laughs> the most amazing part of that story is that it's suspended for the season. Like, what does he have to do to just get banned? I don't uh, understand. Like, I don't at know. what point? I don't like, know. How many times? <laughs> like, Josh Gordon... If if only Vontez Perfect was caught smoking some pot, then they would just <laughs> kick him out of the league forever. They'd just be done just with it. Never yeah, come it back. Over. Yeah, it would just be done. It would just no, be no, done. No. But no. No, we're not doing that. No, all he does is just assault people on the football field. <laughs> well, no, he also gives knowing takes to the camera and sly waves as he runs off the field, knowing that he's probably going to get suspended. Right? He's, he's a master sure, yeah. at that, too. He's yeah. fantastic. Uh, but anyway, come on. Got to get a little bit of a smile out of you because it's a fan. It's a fun show. It's a fun show. It's a fantasy show. So anyway, our condolences to what likely happened to your fantasy team in week four because just about everybody that isn't A.J. Brown was determined to just steal pipe you for the most part. Unless you had James Conner. But yeah, weird contrarian week. Uh, hopefully regular service, service is resumed. Uh, for week five, but let's dive in here. Yeah, let's get some logic. Let's dive in here. Let's get some logic and sanity. Uh, big news. We'll go through the wide receivers first because that's the that's the biggest biggest uh, section. Christian Kirk out for week five already. Not a good sign to get ruled out on a Tuesday. So if you were for some reason counting on that, uh, make other arrangements. Steve, does that do anything for you? Uh, vis-a-vis the other Cardinals pass catchers um let's see no yep moving on hey remember that time everybody went out and spent 50 dollars on their fab budget for john ross well john ross to the ir oh you want to talk about bringing a smile to my face there you go Woo! see see you know every dark cloud every dark cloud 
Oh, but yeah, you'll have to make other arrangements as Speedster for the Bengals. Moss is so good at football. Oh, my hammy. I'll just do the drops. There, there you go. There, John perfect. Ross. Wonderful. John Ross to the IR. This will be better this way. Uh, uh, <laughs> just going to have to make other arrangements. Uh, really going to need AJ Green to get back here because it, for me, it just lowers Tyler Boyd that little bit because now, once again, he's the only guy. And we've seen that he struggles when he is asked to be the only guy. But why? The Bengals that, look so good. Yeah, 0 4. Right where they want to be. <laughs> Dontrell Inman lands on the IR. Uh, that's actually. I mean, he was kind of having a weird season that he might have actually been finally having some relevance. So, Dontrell Inman, real bummer. Uh, Tyreek Hill returns to practice, Steve. Your man, your boyfriend. There he is. Practice. I mean, First of all, what you Tyreek Hill would not ever be my boyfriend because I don't appreciate assault. Uh. Second, <laughs> in terms of uh, Dontrell Inman, yes, I agree. That is a bummer for him. And, uh, you know, it was just it was a matter of time. He is a Charger. So, yep, that's true. You know, he had played, what, two, Take three, that, four FF weeks. So, yeah, I mean, he was due. Right. He was due. He's due. Uh, yeah, Tyreek Hill back at practice. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if he punches his way back onto the field. We'll see if he can. If he can earn that spot back. This is already the saltiest show ever. <laughs> it's just so salty. There's no analysis to that. It's. Just... <laughs> However, it is fair and more relevant than it should be. Uh, I mean, Tyree... okay, you want some There's... analysis? What's wrong with Sammy Watkins? Yeah, that's a that's some real Kansas City analysis I care about. Yeah, there Why you go. Why is Demarcus Robinson getting more targets and run than Sammy Watkins right now? Like, Sammy Watkins has outplayed him, but he's getting more targets. You, is that coverage? Is that because, you know, everybody's shadowing Sammy? See, I think it is coverage, if you want my two cents on the matter here, because that, that's what I think it is, because people are shadowing Sammy at this point, because they don't want to get a 40, the equivalent of what 40 fantasy points is in actual production, uh, dropped on fair, them like your I mean, teams did. He when he had that huge week in week one, yeah, Tyreek Hill left hurt, but he was still there. Right. The game plan was still based around Tyreek Hill. So Sammy Watkins went off while Tyreek Hill was on the field. I think if Tyreek Hill comes back, I think it's better news for Sammy Watkins than it is for Tyreek Hill. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> I think it's better news for, for Sammy Watkins for sure. It's, uh, He's not gonna it's draw your the equivalent it's... of uh of uh, Tyler Boyd syndrome. Yes. It's it's the exact thing. It should actually help him. Because uh, he won't have to deal with the main focus of the coverage and yeah, theoretically. return yep. Hardman and Robinson's value to what it was pre-injury. That's just kind of the way it's going to roll. So the, big, the bigger thing, obviously, is if Tyreek Hill's playing and you have him on your team, he's playing for you, more than likely, given what you had to pay to get him. So that's there's no real analysis there. But I'd say that's, that's, the, that's the bulk of it, is the Sammy Watkins... Hardman Robinson conversation. Everybody's going to go yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, but if you've been, if you went in with Tyreek Hill, you probably paid like a first or second rounder. You're probably one and three or zero oh and four. <laughs> That's if you got him in the second round, you might have had a chance. Got him in the first round, yeah, you're three. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. It's almost as if there was a show that was telling you not to spend that kind of. No such show it. exists. No, no, no. Don't listen to the tapes of us. Get right, down! <laughs> uh, speaking of getting down, Golden Tate back from his four-game suspension. Ooh. Oh boy, if you've been holding on to that, that is a sight for sore eyes. So, Golden Tate back, just more of a note than anything else. If you can feel free to deploy him as you see fit in your lineups, and uh, uh, the wait is over. He's back. A man that the NFL was so excited about procreating, they gave him four weeks at home. Yep, that's the maternity leave. That's the paternity leave. There you go. And four week vacation. So anyway, we've talked about that. What a ridiculous suspension that was. But he's back. Normal service resumed there. I don't know that there's anything really to discuss in terms of his impact on the others around him other than Well, I mean Sterling Shepard's been a back end or mid range, really wide receiver three. I think that goes away. I have Golden Tate this week as a wide receiver two. Yeah, I, that's I mean, probably just fair. With the way that offense has been running with Daniel Jones, I feel like especially their new weapon, they're going to try to get him really involved in the offense, showcase what he's got still. 
Uh, I think uh, Golden Tate, back-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three, full show. So if he is on waivers still, which he is in a bunch of leagues, I would nab him up. Yeah, because you're not going to have an opportunity uh, after this week, more than likely. It's good, too, because it will take some of the pressure off Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. They're going to Or, you know, he have could a, also fall into that buy, buy low category, you know. He could. Buy him he before could. he goes off. Yeah, if somebody's been, well, if somebody's been holding on to it, maybe they just don't need it. It's worth inquiring about. Uh, and you might have a reason to inquire about it because Devontae Adams, more than likely, not going to play this week. Left with a foot injury uh, on Thursday night, misses practice today. He's had some extra time and. He looked really frustrated on the sidelines when uh, when the injury occurred. He literally grabbed the. the uh, fairly certain they already ruled him out. Like I don't think he's officially been ruled out, but I. Well, swear that's more likely. Yeah, there was that, a report that he was not playing. That is more than likely the case because the way that it was reported through Fantasy Pros, which is what we use here, was that it just said not likely to play. So that's that's the exact reporting thing that I saw. So he's. My point is, make other arrangements. For Devontae Adams. Speaking of other I, arrangements, how does that affect the Packers? MVS uh, to the moon? MVS to the moon is is what I was just going to say. MVS to the moon for me. Uh, and then possible Jimmy Graham back-to-back big weeks because we all have learned he either has exactly. like 10 or an 18 or a zero. It's, it's well, when Devontae other. Adams wasn't in there, they were force-feeding yeah, him that ball. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm so. thinking. Is MVS goes up a bit for me. Jimmy Graham becomes me if Devontae Adams is play uh you hate it you hold your nose while you do it but uh there's worse flyers uh, especially with where tight end is at in terms of people being beat up uh and I'm, I'm not saying not like really super week, interested in Geronimo Allison still I don't know how you feel yeah about that. yeah I could see nah, that I'm still not interested, uh, really. I bumped him up still I put him kind yeah, of in yeah. the MVS he takes ring, a bump he takes like, a bump but I'm still not super look if Devontae Adams plays he was still going to be a top 10 guy right and MVS I had is the back end 30s anyway. So, yep. you know, I've been getting a lot of guff because our rankings came out yesterday, every Tuesday on Fantasy Pros and on the Important Nonsense website. Uh, so I was putting out my rankings yesterday. I got MVS at 20. To the moon. Yeah. Sure. To, to the, the moon. moon. To the moon. I feel like that game with Dallas is going to be a big high scoring game. So they're going to they're gonna chase. They're going to have to put up points somewhere. It's not all going to go to Jimmy Graham, and I still don't buy into Geronimo Allison. So if this is the MVS showcase, I would absolutely believe it's this week. Yeah, and then the only thing you worry about with him long-term uh, is the injuries. And he's he's a flex for me, but he's a flex that I like. Um, long-term, so I don't really care. I mean, he's a, he's a sure, great bench sure, sure. guy that is rolling in this week. Like, he he's still widely available. That's what's crazy. That is fair. He is more of a waiver wire pickup than he is a buy low. Especially in a bye week situation, great streaming option. Speaking of bye lows, uh, T- we'll get into this later, but T.Y. Hilton is not likely to play uh, in week five. Kind of the same kind of cryptic Devontae Adams thing. And the biggest thing for me is Frank Reich coming out and saying, well, you know, we'd like to, you know, obviously have him out there for the Chiefs, to- but you got to think about the health of the player and that we have the bye in week six. So he's already setting the table. For T.Y. Hilton, it's Wednesday, and that came out like or her first thing this morning. T.Y. misses practice. He's already his coach is already sitting here brick by brick laying the foundation for you're probably not playing. And also, I'm I'm wondering if coming off of a stinging loss to the Raiders, that maybe the Colts are kind of like you know we would love to win this game against Kansas City, but realistically, what do you suppose our odds are? On- on this right now like we're gonna try but do we need to go out of our way to get ty hilton killed in a game that we're probably right. gonna get gonna get boat raised yeah, yeah like probably said, not he's got, he's got the built-in buy right after this week so you know they they step into this game he takes this week off gets off the bye week you want him back 100 percent rather than rush him in at 80 this week and then see how he rehabs through the bye week like this way you just know getting 100 percent of ty week seven on and we, as we mentioned, uh, we will revisit this topic later in the show. Foreshadowing, shadowing, shadowing, shadowing. Nice. Yeah, do the drop. Uh, uh, AJ Green, final wide receiver on the on the docket for today. Uh, it came out uh, Monday that AJ Green still has no firm return date. 
uh, which on. is a I'll bummer. Do the, uh, I'll do the Price is Right one. There you go. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Uh, we're going to get picked up by the Groundlings after this. Oh, man, the improv. Uh, <laughs> AJ Green, no return date. It's a little concerning at this point uh, for me. I was hoping that he would at least have returned to practice. Concerning, concerning. Yeah, I got a small eyebrow raise at this point that he's not at least somewhere trending towards returning to practice or something uh, now that we're at week four. So if you've been waiting for AJ Green to come back, unfortunately, you're going to be waiting a little bit longer. And uh, Steve, you and I were talking about this in the pre-show meeting. And for me, I'm a little bit concerned that we'll get to a place with the Bengals where if he's just not going to be fully right for them and he's more than was initially, you know, presupposed and his rehab's not going well and da 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 that we do eventually could get to a place with the Bengals where he's not even going to get reactivated and they just end up IRing him at some point. Uh that's a small concern to me at what that is now growing slightly larger the closer we get to their week eight bye. And you called me crazy. So I'll let you go into why well, I enjoy calling you crazy. That's part well, I mean why we do this but uh my main reasoning was he was injured with two weeks to go in the preseason it was diagnosed as six to eight weeks we all kind of assumed it'd be around six weeks which would have put him at week four so he'd be coming back this week they're saying there's no timetable we've seen that he's still with the team he's still stretching they've sent out the videos of him doing the warm-up drills with the team like he's still out there participating they're just being cautious and why wouldn't you but there's no reason for them to just say oh that's let's play the long game here and deactivate him for the season because he's a free agent it's not it's not like he's their franchise wide receiver that they're holding on to forever he's walking in the offseason they know he's walking he knows he's walking he wants to put games on film so people know that he's healthy and he's ready to go, give me my money. So he wants to get out there and play. The Bengals have no reason to sit him out because even with A.J. Green, still a horrible football team. Unless he's going to go out there and play corner, I don't <laughs> see them getting any better anytime maybe, soon. Maybe. Maybe so, safety. Maybe safety. Yeah, if he, if he wants to go full Dion, just play both yeah. sides of the ball, yeah. then sure, maybe, I guess it, it would matter. But no, his impact will be very minimal. And as you and I discussed, after their week nine bye, they have the Ravens in week 10. And then it's so many juicy matchups through the fantasy playoffs that it just AJ Green, a thousand percent worth worth holding on to if if it's me. Because look, based on ADP as well, like when you got AJ Green it was Something the seventh like the, or eighth seventh round. Seventh round, yeah. I was going to say seventh so round. You already built in. It's not like you were depending on AJ Green. You already built in replacement plans. You were hoping to have him back sooner, but more than likely, you got him late enough that you already should have had three or four wide receivers by the time AJ Green was even on your team. So I feel like this is a wait and see game. And if nothing else, if like he's not a trade chip at this point, and I'm certainly not cutting him. So well, it's that's, more, and that's, it's just, and that's the, he's holding a spot on your bench and I wouldn't cut him outright. I would have to go pretty far down the list before I would be okay with cutting AJ Green. Like I'd have to have a super deep roster. Like I'd be in an eight team league where like, it's just super team after super team. And it's like, oh man, I don't know. Do I cut AJ Green or Tyler Lockett? I really need this bench spot. Like that's. That's the only scenario where I'm like, all right, all right, I guess I can let AJ Green go. Right. And so let me clarify, and we'll get into this more later, which is why you'll see how this got started. Uh, what, all I'll say is I, I completely agree with don't cut him. Oh, my God, don't cut him. Uh, if somebody does, for some reason, want to trade for AJ Green, I would definitely look at any offer they want to give if they're super high on it. I doubt it, though. Like you're saying, the likelihood on that's not great. And you can't really sell him at this point because we there's too much uncertainty. So you're kind of there. My whole thing is, as we'll get into later, I don't know. The reason why I'm a little concerned is I would definitely not be counting on AJ Green. And I would not be putting myself in a position to where I would need to be counting on him like four weeks from now. So again, foreshadowing, 
running back. Moving on. Uh, hey, Damien Williams, back at practice. Finally on the mend. Finally Boo. on the mend. Move Steve's precious Darwin Thompson further and further away from being relevant. It's fine. It's not week 10 yet. The other Williams, still rosterable? Uh, Daryl Williams, yes, I would say still rosterable. I, I don't see why not. I mean, with you could see the production that he put in when Damian was out, and we've seen how healthy Damian Williams has stayed throughout his career. So, not to mention it's him and Shady McCoy. So, I, I would love to say Darwin Thompson's immediately going to come in and take over, but that certainly didn't happen. So, especially if I'm a Damian Williams owner, Daryl Williams, absolutely somebody I want to hold on to. Bring it up because Daryl Williams was one of the most dropped players this week. So feel free to yeah, uh, go on out. And I'm also not saying go, highly... you know, blow your budget to re-add him. You know no, what I mean? Like, no, but if I can get him for a, what would be the equivalent of a dollar. He's the third man out there. So if you're desperate for running back depth, it's a good flyer. It's a handcuff more than anything. Exactly. He's more of the Damian Williams handcuff than anything. But I, because I agree with that point. If I have Damian Williams, I kind of want the other Williams too. At this point, if that's what it's going to look like. But even then, the thing to keep in uh, mind is, I think at this point, it's Lashawn McCoy's show. Damian Williams is the number two, and Daryl Williams is backing up Damian. So if anything were to happen to Shady, Damian moves up, Daryl becomes the two, and I feel like Darwin Thompson eventually is just going to get mixed in there somewhere. Running back on the docket, short running back sheet today. Uh, Jamal Williams, not likely to play in week five. Saw, the, yeah, if you saw that game and you happen to see what happened to him, uh, don't look it up if you didn't see it. Uh, anyway, he was actually taken to the hospital after the hit uh, and touch and go there for a little while. But apparently he's fine. Very fortunate. He's a concussion and he is more than likely just not going to play this week. So you probably weren't playing Jamal Williams, but it did move Aaron Jones in the rankings up a little bit because they've really only got the one guy now, unless they're going to. Yeah. Me and the nerd talked cold about water this a little bit us. on Friday too. Like even without <laughs> Jamal Williams in there, Matt LaFleur still refused to give him the full workload. He went out of his way to give the ball to other people. He hates having a bell cow running back hates it he loves running back by committee he loves it like i love the idea of darwin thompson that is how much matt lafleur loves running back by committee and so finally we've just got a little bit of qb tight end and kicker news here uh sam darnold finally cleared for non-contract drills so the mono looks like it's clearing up a little bit so uh, status for week five is uh uh still in question but uh, we'll have more information on that on Friday. Uh, Steve, obviously, you're not necessarily having uh, <laughs> super high expectations for the Jets, but does that do anything for you with Darnold back in the lineup? Do you like Crowder a little bit more? Uh, uh, I'm being told, by the way, uh, breaking news, Sam Darnold, he might be okay for week five, that's up in the air, but he will be available for eighth period French with the oh, wow. clearing up. Wow. That is that is huge. That is huge. Mrs. Bobakis um, is going to be thrilled. <laughs> With Darnold back, I mean, everybody bumps up, right? They go back yeah. to where they were. I mean, That's the way Lev I Left Bell at. never moved, but, I mean, Jamison Crowder obviously back to relevant. Coolio right back in there. So Bobby Anderson, for those of you who may be just joining us, uh, he does look alarmingly like Coolio. Uh, the... <laughs> It's the hair, the hair style that he's gone with. Uh, what about uh, uh, Herndon, who's going to be coming back here shortly? Uh, it's not this week, but next week. And Chris Herndon, absolutely a guy, if you're tight end desperate, we have talked about before, uh, always rosterable. I'm curious to see how that will affect Jamison Crowder going forward as the check down slot guy. So am I. And that's why I bring him up because we are one week away from his return. So this is your one week advance notice and we will bring him up again. Speaking uh, of foreshadowing, shadowing, shadowing, shadowing. Steve, the next news item hurts his soul. Mitch Trubitsky dislocates his left shoulder. He's going to miss week five. He's got a labrum tear. He got very fortunate that it wasn't A, his right shoulder, which would have been season ending. And B, that he didn't really do more damage to his actual left shoulder. 
they're saying he's going to miss week five. They've got the buy in week six. And then uh, the official report is that he will be day to day after the week six buy. Uh, frankly, what do we think about Mitch Trubisky here at this point through four games? He's had one serviceable start. I mean, I'm about ready to uh, to kind of wave goodbye to Mitch well, Trubisky. Yeah, here. I mean, I don't know. The issue with, you know, having Blake Bortles is that when your defense is good, you know, he's not chasing. He's it's not true. throwing it around there like crazy. So, like I mean, unfortunately, season. we're not getting 2017 Blake Bortles. We're getting 2018 Blake Bortles when the Jaguars had a really good defense. And everybody's like, hey, what happened to Blake Bortles? Well, nothing. He's always been Blake Bortles. It's just now he's not chasing points. And that's Mitch Trubisky. So there you go. There's the analysis for you. You're welcome, America. There you go. There you go. Blake Bortles was better at throwing left anyway. Who said that? Uh, all right. Final pieces of housekeeping. TJ Hawkinson manages to avoid injured reserve after a brutal shot on Sunday that he was very fortunate to walk away from. So uh, status for week five is obviously up in the air. Um, we'll see how he progresses through the protocol, but he, uh, he very nearly had his season ended and it looks like he's going to keep playing. So he's also questionable for the U S Olympic hurdles team. <laughs> he is questionable for that as well. Uh, final thing we've been commenting uh, in the staff channel. Actually, it's never actually made it to air. because We do kicker updates. But we've been commenting that Steven Goskowski doesn't look right. And so he ended up on IR today, which is not actually that surprising if you've watched him try and kick recently. He has a uh, hip injury that will require season-ending surgery. And uh, hopefully he gets right and is back next year. Because, yeah, he was spraying the ball like crazy. He didn't look right. He wasn't able to, like, drive through the ball the way he normally is. So If the report was Steven Goskowski's right leg that he kicks with, has been dislocated and just hanging there the entire season. My exact reaction would be, hmm, okay. Yep. That's it. There'd be no shock. Zero (laughs) shock factor. It would be, okay, that makes sense. I could see it. Because he's been that atrocious this season. But hey, if you use that 13th round pick on a kicker, you showed everybody. You showed them. Look at you now. Fantasy season is in full swing, but you can get covered with roto assurance for your DFS team. All you have to do is draft your team on any DFS platform out there, then head over to rotoassurance.com and fill out the daily fantasy insurance form. All they need is some basic information like your name, email, how much the contest entry fee is, and the player that you want to insure. When you're doing that, you can enter promo code NONSENSE, that's N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E, to get 20% off of your coverage. If your insured player gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second half of the game due to that injury, then you're covered. You get your full entry fee back to that DFS contest. So what do you have to lose? Head on over to rotoassurance.com, use promo code NONSENSE to save 20% on your plan, and remember that injuries can happen at any time, so sign up today. And now for some reckless speculation. You're engaged in speculation. That is reckless speculation. Speculation 101, perhaps? That's speculation. That is completely reckless. Is reckless. And this is just speculation? What's the deal with all this reckless speculation? On the Important Nonsense Podcast. Jerry. Hello. That is just a bunch of reckless speculation. All right. Well, this week, we're going to head back into trades. Because it's week four. And we've managed to go ahead and you're either 0-4 and you're desperate at this point. Or you're 4-0 and you're loving life or you're somewhere kind of roughly in the middle there and you're kind of like either a little bit up or a little bit down. This is normally where you're a quarter of the way through the season. You can kind of start making evaluations on who's just not going to make it, who who do we want to kind of get invested in, and who do we kind of want to divest from. Steve, the internet briefly caught on fire today. Just briefly. With the, I'm surprised the Fantasy Life app didn't crash. When this crazy rumor that's been circulating surrounding 
one of our buy lows from last week, Stefan Diggs. And this is the main topic of of uh, of kind of where we are right now with him and just this whole segment. Diggs apparently missed practice today with a just non-football, non-injury related, just not there, followed shortly by a rumor that came out from the local beat people that he's actually on the trade block, followed by another rumor that Buffalo is actually closing in on this and he might be a bill uh, sooner here rather than later. And then everything went quiet, but it's also evening. So we'll see how this progresses in the uh, in the next couple days. But if we had drops, so this is where... What you is you are already preparing yourself for Are You a Bill? Yes. Oh, yes. You're doing your homework. Yes. For There's the no off-season for that. Yeah. There's no off-season for Are You. There's no off-season for that. That's a 24-7 commitment to knowing who's going to be a bill. No, no, no. That's... Uh, Ray Raymond Cloud's still a bill. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, well, look, you know, Bill's GM, Brandon Bean, huge fan of the show. Hey, Brandon, how's it going? Uh, we said by low. B Dog, as we call him. And, uh, he listened. So we appreciate it. Appreciate the, uh, the loyal listeners out there. So thanks, Brandon. But, uh, we weren't actually talking to you. More fantasy related. Uh, more fantasy football show than real football show. But again, Appreciate it. But sure. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for input, that's we appreciate it. Uh, cut Zay Jones. But we're good. Yeah, Otherwise, cut Zay Jones. You don't need that Whatever you got to do. Yeah. You know, we believe you. Uh, also listened about cutting Shady, so we appreciate that. Just clearly, got, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got the ear. We got the ear right now. He's playing um, Frank Gore. Yeah, he's I mean, look. For, yeah. At this point, Stefan Diggs would probably have more targets in his first game as a build and he's had all season so i mean is it a bad thing if he gets traded to the bills i don't think so i mean i think it would help if he got traded anywhere how could it be worse than it is right now i think i'm i'm you and i are actually of one mind on this because when i heard he was going to become a bill my first thought was good because the bills are three and one despite getting three that looks like it could end up being a playoff team Josh Allen is more mobile Kirk Cousins. That's what that is. With a bigger arm. Yeah. <laughs> a bigger arm. Yeah. Respective careers. So when I heard this, as someone who owns Stefan Diggs in several formats, I was like, excellent. Let me know when that paperwork gets done. I'll pop the champagne because it take him a couple weeks to get acclimated, but he would be the best receiver that they have. And it's not close. Nuke John Brown's value to a pretty hard but that's fine like it happen anyway at this point he's competing with adam thielen for targets and i feel much better about him competing with john brown for targets if that makes sense what i and he's competing with dawson knox and and john brown like yeah i feel good about this i mean i'd rather have dawson knox than kyle rudolph though so yeah yeah well that's fair say goodbye to kyle rudolph uh, but yeah, just Minnesota right now, just, it doesn't look like they can really support consistently both receivers. They're not throwing the ball enough. So weirdly, I think this would also help Thielen. It would benefit both players from a fantasy perspective. And yeah, so when I saw this, I was like, great. So this, this leads to the trade component of this. Stefan Diggs is one of the most contested players right now in the open market. Some people are looking to buy. Some people are looking to say, we told you last week that we're looking to buy low. So if you got people in your league that are, are over Stefan Diggs and the uh, the slow start, um, you still want to inquire. And you, you, from my mind, you want to inquire about this because and him going to Buffalo, frankly, only makes it more attractive. So if you can still buy low on Stefan Diggs, that's what I've been encouraging people to do on the Fantasy Life app and on Twitter. If you can still do it and you don't have to give up, market value for Stefan Diggs. I say go. Sounds like you're right there with me. That frankly yeah, his value is there. nowhere to go but up at this point. Make a low ball offer, get yourself Stefan Diggs, put your best friend through a table. Just yeah, join the absolutely. Bills Mafia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Light the table on fire. Uh man, drink a lot of fireball. <sighs> Pass out in a snowbank. Good times. Good times. So yeah, if you're if you're listening to this and you've got the opportunity, go out Make, an, make a play for Steph Diggs. Uh, we think that's going to pay off big uh, down the stretch here. 
particularly if he's a bill, which is weird to say. You wouldn't say that most years, Steve. That's that's a weird sentence. The other one that's a, that's a, the hot trade topic is we kind of prefaced it earlier, and we'll get back to it now. T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is just all over the message boards, and he's again a very polarizing figure right now. Some like people T.Y. Are just, himself, or well, he's got nothing else to do, so I assume it's I assume it's T.Y. or someone. <laughs> yeah, go get me, fam. Yeah. So <laughs> also also ow my hamstring. Uh, yeah, sure. But it's yeah, all the same yeah, voice. I don't do yeah. multiple voices. Yeah, you yeah, think yeah, I have yeah. time don't... to craft multiple voices <laughs> for you people and all the other stuff I do? Please. I mean, apparently they do. If you read the feedback, we get. Uh, I could do multiple. Sorry, voices. Mike Tomlin, not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> unlike him. Unlike him. Uh, I would argue with you if you weren't right. Uh, but for me, T.Y. Hilton, I see a lot of people saying it's a hot start for, for T.Y. before the injury, so you want to get him off your team now before something finally goes ping. And if I've got people that are doing that for my money, what I've been encouraging is, no, 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 no. Sit tight with T.Y. Hilton or go and acquire T.Y. Hilton if somebody is desperate at wide receiver and needs to trade T.Y. Because as we talked about at the top of the show, my feeling on the matter is that he'll be back after after the week six bye. He's not. I don't feel that he's in danger of missing more time than that. So if if you're dealing with somebody who's had a one and three, zero oh and four, and they have Ty, and maybe the rest of their team just hasn't kind of panned out, and they didn't have him last week, so they probably took an L, and they need to move him, I'm I'm all about going and securing Ty Hilton, especially if I can get him in anything resembling a discount. Because I think you're going to get a solid wide receiver too for the rest of the year. I'm not worried about him uh, getting hurt any more than I always am. You know what I mean? The risk is baked into the ranking for me. That he's yep. always kind of like that. So for me, my take and on this people whole need to stop okay. sleeping on Jacoby. I mean, <laughs> that's been Adam a thing is too. Top ten play last week. He was swish. Okay. Yep. Nailed that one. You're welcome, America. Where did he? Was he four by the time all was said he and was done? Six, I think. By six. the time it was all yeah. said and done, six. Like yeah. That. So, so uh, monster. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett, absolutely worth playing. He is a back end starter on most weeks, given matchup, and against yeah, the Chiefs. Hello. Yeah, love it. Ty or not, it. this is absolutely a must start week for Jacoby Brissett. But Ty Hilton, when he comes back. How could he not be a monster? Jacoby Brissett makes Eric Ebron look like a football player. Think about that. I what mean, a oh brutal. My, the, oh, oh my the smoke and mirrors that has to happen there. Oh, we'll talk about that right now. If Eric Ebron doesn't make that 148-yard touchdown catch, he's batting a zero with three drops. Probably That's also my fault because I was, was gloating about the zero, yep. and then he, he had did. to have the one catch for a 48-yard touchdown. America, he did. He, was, he celebrated too early. Steve celebrated too early in like the third quarter of that game when Ebron is rocking his zero. Oh no, it was the fourth quarter with two and a half minutes left. And I was like, yes, got it. And then with like 40 seconds to go, meaningless touchdown. Yep. And it was all on one play, 48 yard touchdown. And now I've got to look at the rankings this week, the consensus rankings that have Eric Ebron at 12, Jack Doyle at 15, despite the fact that Eric Ebron played 27 snaps. Zach Do- Jack Doyle played 55, and I'm tired of explaining this to you people. I'm sick of it. Every damn week, I have to explain this. Eric Ebron is not good at football. Eric Ebron played half as many snaps as Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle also had a touchdown. He also got blasted in the head and missed, missed part of the game. Like, I feel, again, I'll do the drop. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Why is it every week we have to have this conversation, Steve? Can you explain it to me and help yeah, because and prevent it won't me? learn. Can you, you put go. a wallet under my tongue? Because I'm gonna lo- I'm gonna have a seizure. Like it's so frustrating. Why? Why? <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, America, but I love you, but you frustrate me. Sometimes you frustrate me, and and this is where we go because I'm tired of this. Every week I got to read these rankings. Eric Ebron, top 12 plays, a starter in a 12 team league because he had caught one of his. Uh, uh, if he doesn't t- catch the touchdown, he gets a zero. It's the flukiest thing in the universe. Jack Doyle is who you want, by the way. All right. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, America. All right. So those are the, those are your two new trade targets. For the, one's not really Stephon Diggs, and then T.Y. Hilton. 
we're recommending heavily for week four if you want to go ahead and try and invest in those guys. In addition to kind of who we had talked about last week. Uh, selling high on Larry Fitzgerald is looking right. more and Being more attractive. fully prepared do to uh, be without T.Y. for the next two weeks. Yes, if you're doing that, be fully prepared. But if you're doing that, you're probably deep at, at deep enough that you can accommodate it. Yeah, if you're three and one or four and zero, and if you're three and one, yeah, yeah, you can absolutely. do it. Hundred percent, do it. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually an interesting trade. So we had this uh, this conversation with uh, with somebody on uh, the Fantasy Life app, actually, because we do go in there and give trade advice. So the most interesting one, and this this is more of a almost a strategy conversation because I see this around this time of year pop up. So this is kind of our yearly PSA around. Just because it's a good trade doesn't mean it's a good trade for your exact situation. So let's review this deal and see if we can explain this. Because we get a lot of comments in the Fantasy Life app about, what do you mean? He's totally winning that deal. And it's like, yeah, he won the deal, but I'm trying to win a title. So it goes to roster construction. And just because you have the most names doesn't necessarily always mean you have a better team. So this is a half-point PPR league. The uh, person who would be sending is sending Tyler Lockett. And in exchange for that, he would be receiving uh, Joe Mixon and Damian Williams. And this gentleman, uh, his other running backs on this team... Well, hold on. Let's just say straight up, half-point PPR, you send Lockett, you get Mixon and Williams, you win that trade, right? In, In a vacuum, yes. You're giving up Lockett. You get back Mixon and Williams. So if that's all the information that you have, I would say do this. Yeah, I'd say absolutely. This is, I'll trade Tyler this is Lockett why to get those I trades. actually. This Fantastic. is why I engaged. It's why I engaged this gentleman to get more information from him because, on the face of it, I'm ready to tell you, you run back to your computer and you go do that right now, and I, you, like you you do that before the person realizes like what they've done to themselves. So it's it's a no brainer. But this is where context becomes very important because now that we've kind of both turned our keys and solidified, if that was a straight up deal and I had no other information, we would both tell you, yes, I am going to trade Tyler Lockett for Joe Mixon and Damian Williams at a half point PPR all day. Uh, But let's dig a little deeper. His other players on his team at running back are Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, and Miles Sanders. So you already have two legitimate top five starting running backs every week. You're already pretty stacked, and then it falls off at a little bit. At best, but... Joe Mixon is your third running back. Yes, at and best. you already and you have two flyers in David Montgomery and Miles Sanders. That a little frustrating, I understand, for where you probably drafted them, for what you thought you were getting, for what you've gotten to this point. But Damian Williams has been hurt, so where does he fit into this whole sandwich? And then it's important that we look at the wide receiver core. If we're going to be trading a wide receiver and picking up running backs, we need to know kind of who we're looking at. But yeah, in that situation, Joe Mixon is your third best running back. His receivers in this case are Michael Thomas, Tyler Lockett, Hollywood Brown, Jarvis Landry, my BFF, and AJ Green. And this is also where we'll get back to the topic from before. So in this deal, you're going to be trading your second wide receiver for an RB, low-end RB1, high-end RB2 and Mixon. Low-end RB1 for me. People can debate all that all they want on the Fantasy Life app. And Damien Williams, who, when right, is a solid RB2 uh, week in, week out, as long as he's not hurt. And I would still argue he's in the flex territory. Sure. But either way, he's a playable piece. It's not like you're getting nothing. He's a playable piece, but like he's how much right better in that is David he than Montgomery? Montgomery range. And yeah, that's my point. You're so not he's really at best. Your fourth, probably, probably your fifth. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Because every week on this but team, basically, he's taking his his weakness, wide receiver, and he's using it to bolster his strength. Yes, he's doing back. this trade in reverse. You get it. This is half an hour of my life at trying to explain this. Who and other people are chiming in, but he's winning the trade. And I'm like, I get that. But like, I get that it's a good trade, but he's not set up to do that trade. He needs Lockett. So every week I was trying to explain to him every week, you're going to be sitting there starting 
Michael Thomas and either Landry or Hollywood as your second wide receiver. Whereas for flex, you're going to be looking at, you know, buys excluded. You'll be staring down some weird amalgam of Mixon, Montgomery, Sanders, Landry, AJ Green. Like you've got some weird modge podge now at flex. When are you ever going to play Joe Mixon? <laughs> when are you ever going to play Joe Mixon? Yeah, bye so, weeks and that's it. Bye weeks so, or injury, I guess. But it's like, it's the same deal. It makes no sense. It's like, okay, yeah, I've got I've got Thomas Lockett, Brown, Landry, and AJ Green. So I will trade Tyler Lockett and Hollywood Brown to a guy to get Lamar Jackson. It's like, oh wow, all right. I feel really good that I got Lamar Jackson. Okay, well I've already got Pat Mahomes and Russell Wilson. So then you won the trade. Yep. But why? Like, for yep. two of those guys to sit on your bench every week, sure, you won the trade, but did did you win the league because of it? Like, I don't understand. Like, is there monetary value for winning the trade? Is this an all-trades league? What what I, is yeah. What is the weird stipulation that you have to win the trade in, in order for that to make sense for you? I, I don't know, but that's the conversation that people are having because that's where I – this is, again, our, our kind of PSA every year about trading – and roster building. Every trade you make should make your overall team better and put you in a better position to win a title. Because it's self-defeating to go around and just make trades. There's no point to that. You can go and make trades all day long with people to try and, you know, quote unquote, get your make your team better, but if there's no overall end game to it, that's why it's important to kind of like treat these things independently, but then also look at them in concert. You got to make sure that as you're making these moves, that you're not depleting yourself of talent at, at any one position. And then I had to deal with the argument, just as a final note of what AJ Green's going to come back. And then, and I'm, and I'm sitting there like, so he's your wide receiver too. Every week you're saying, and you're now counting on that. The guy with yeah, no timetable. And, and I threw that in there, but you're right. I, I, I you're right. You can't count on that. You can't you count on that. For sure no, you don't have back. any timetable. You want AJ Green to be the cherry on top. You don't want yes. him to be the guy you're relying on. And no. Jarvis Landry, which we didn't mention in the uh, the news up there. I mentioned uh, it in the chat. Gonna, he's in the concussion protocol. Yeah, he's in the concussion protocol. They expect him. He could miss about two weeks, potentially. Maybe. I, I don't. We'll see how that shakes out. So it's we'll so see. weird. But, but it's, we'll just, see. it's something to watch for sure if you're a Jarvis Landry owner. Uh, also, Antonio Callaway, an extremely interesting flyer out there on yeah. the waivers. Yeah, especially uh, if Landry's not playing. But I digress. My point was, I'm very curious to see what the other side of this is. Because this guy is willing to give up both Joe Mixon and Damian Williams just for a bite at Tyler Lockett. So what does his running back core have to be if he's willing <laughs> to just throw those players away for Tyler Lockett? Like, he's that wide receiver desperate. See... This also, Steve, I thought I, I thought about that. And the way that I interpreted this is that, you know how every year you and I, we see it on Fridays with the nerd. We talk about Joe Mixon. And we like Joe Mixon. Like all these people that hate Joe Mixon. See, that's, that's how I thought this happened. Is he got some guy who's not super high on Mixon to begin with, and he ended up with him on the team, and he hasn't been, you know, great. Well, even if you're not high on Mixon, like, you have to have... A backup two plan. starting running backs. Maybe he had Eckler. Yeah, it has to be right. Like yeah. Mixon would have had to be his second round pick, and Damian Williams would have been right there, probably in the third. So it's not like he could yeah. have gone. It would have to be someone like Eckler, who is a maybe he has guy like Christian hitting. McCaffrey and Eckler or something. Yeah, something like that. But like, it's it's really puzzling to me. This is why we get this all the time in the chat, like you're talking about with Jason Draven on Fridays is he'll he'll send us like oh hey am i winning this trade and i don't know because i don't know what the other guy's roster is i don't know what your roster is like how could you make this better maybe you're winning it but maybe you're not winning it as aggressively as you should be right we don't know if there's other options you should be that person's too much that you should be looking at you know what i mean it's right. limiting so i can always answer the question but that's why I constantly that's why put it's, this back on when we people. talk about start sit on the app too. It's like 
should I start player A or player B? Well, I know those are my two options, so I can tell you definitively one way or the other. When you're talking about trading between rosters, in most formats, each roster has 16 to 18 players. So you're telling me, oh, I want this player traded for this player. Well, there's a whole bunch of other options out there and factors that weigh into it that you're really not giving me right now. So the more information we can have on that, the easier it is to help with that type of stuff. Exactly. And so with this, I have we didn't get the other person's roster. No, it's power. Exactly. But we did get the individual's roster in question. And so based on that, I can tell you that neither Steve nor I, and I told him directly, I would pass on this whole idea. Just time to scrap it and move on. And if you want to try and make a different deal, go for it. Like, But I was telling him, for me, I'm trying to like figure out how to get some sort of maybe third reliable receiver if you're unhappy. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's like... Like it's you're weird so to willing to give up Tyler Lockett for whatever reason because you buy into the guys you have. What's your tight end situation? What's yeah. your quarterback situation? There has to be something that you can improve by giving up Tyler Lockett. Like, your running backs are completely fine. If I'm him, what I'm trying to do is flip Dalvin Cook. I'm trying to be the other guy. Not that I'm super down on Dalvin Cook. Just, I think the ceiling is never going to be higher than it is right now. This is his peak trade value. So if you're willing to give up Dalvin Cook and get back premium value for it, especially with the roster I see in front of me, trade Dalvin Cook for two really good wide receivers. Fix yeah, your be- roster that way. Or get a, a get a guy that's in the Tyler Lockett range. Get a guy that's a back-end wide receiver too. Get a guy that's Robert Woods who just had a bounce-back game this past week that we told you to buy low on. Yep, we told you. That's a guy that you should be looking at. And if you hit Robert Woods and a running back, so a lesser running back than Dalvin Cook, but, you know, obviously it wouldn't be Joe Mixon because I doubt it's the same guy. But you know what I mean. Joe Mixon, Robert Woods, that type of combo where your RB2 will take a hit but at least your wide receiver core is more balanced, and you're hoping that eventually Montgomery and Sanders step up to all the preseason hype they got. Right. And the other way I'm thinking about this is if I what I was telling him is, okay, well, fine. If you don't want to trade any of your running back and you want to get a different running back, why don't you just keep Kamara and Cook and take either one of Montgomery and Sanders and then one of these receivers that you have? Not Michael Thomas, obviously, but like one of these other receivers and shop it around and see if you could get some other third running back, if that's what you're determined to do. But I don't really see the point in trading Tyler Lockett for two yeah, no. running backs. I don't There's even no... see that because with like, Montgomery and Sanders, the upside is there. And right now with the, the starts they've had to the season, the value on him is so low that moving on makes no sense. Well, yeah, you'd have to staple it to Hollywood Brown and I don't know. Trade. So well, I'm saying I just wouldn't staple it. That's the point is you'd have to staple it to something. And I feel like eventually Montgomery or Sanders will be a clear cut wide receiver. Yeah, one back of, one of the two you, will. I'm and you'll be fine. Yeah, sure. So there'd be no point. I mean, it, the, the only reason that would make sense is if like, I don't know, like right now, looking at his roster, Saints and Vikings don't go on by for a little bit. Like, why would he need the two running backs? It just doesn't make sense. Uh, the whole like, thing didn't make sense. I was sense. saying if he was like one in three, maybe, and he felt like he had to win through the buys, so he was getting like aggressive about filling buys, but it's like, not, it's not even, that can't even be the case. Yeah, I really doubt that guy's Oh, It's four. just poor roster management. So, I don't yeah, know. that's kind of, that's kind of what I was kind of trying to tell. Like, yeah, you won the trade, but this is our yearly PSA about like roster management. Just again, Every trade you do should be to make your team more balanced and better overall. And it's not about winning trades. It's about winning a title. So don't strip yourself bare. Make yourself super thin at spots. Don't don't do things like this, basically. Because there's no reason to to unstock the wide receiver room to overfill the running back room. There's it's weird to me that, that it's weird. So as we close the show close the show today, Steve. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna also do the sad part of of trades, also just kind of cuts. And it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. 
but it's time. It's time for them to go. First up, Anthony Miller. Your your boy and mine from the preseason, Steve. Oof. <sighs> this hurts, but you can go ahead. He's and- just not been involved at all. Yeah, Chase Daniel this week, bye week next week. He's a guy that could absolutely blow up the second half of the season, but I don't have the patience to wait you, around for it. You don't need – if you have him on your roster, and I'm and this is one where you probably couldn't trade him even if you stapled it to something. Like there's Even as a throw-in, I don't think anybody's going to take him. So his value is basically literally zero at this point. He's had eight targets uh, for the season. And with Taylor Gabriel out last week, I was hoping that would be his bounce back. It was kind of his last chance. It's just not there. So we'll check back on it uh, towards the end of the season, as you're saying. Uh, Next up is one that is, frankly, I'm not that sad because he's destroyed me in fantasy football for years. It's one of those guys that every time you see him going against you every year, it's like, I'm going to lose this game because of this stupid garbage that always happens. Kyle Rudolph, the man who scores a touchdown on me every year in every format and then never does anything else. Uh, Four weeks. Fullback extraordinaire CJ Ham has more targets than Kyle Rudolph. That's fact. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That is a fact. We were down on Kyle Rudolph in the preseason, so you welcome. Uh, we also have a quarterback who's kind of coming in here. It's our boy Mitch Trubisky, Mitchy Football. Another one yeah, from we our talked preseason. About it earlier. File. Yep. The in- look, the injury, uh, just the poor play. And the Bears have been really good. Now, again, I will go back to the fact that in the second half of the season, they're playing the Chiefs. Uh, they got the Rams. They're, they're going to have some tough matchups where they could get into shootouts. And if that's the case, Blake Bortles comes alive. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying it's not as <laughs> likely as I hoped. Yes. And uh, his already kind of shaky ability to throw the ball, him being gimpy every week while he does less attractive also just the weird kind of dearth of weird flyer quarterbacks this year with all the injuries and what have you you don't really need to roster mitch at this point so again good one to check back on though uh later in the year unfortunately i don't think you could even trade him either um so so far i don't think any of the three guys we've mentioned they're pretty much just straight cuts i don't think you can I realistically don't think you could trade any of them, given what they've done. Nope. Yep. Nope. And this one, though, might buck that trend. So it's just as we ride out, a final I told you so, Steve. OJ Howard. We did it. We did it. <laughs> uh, we were super low on him in the preseason. And so far, he has been abysmal, given what you have had to pay to the roster. He's, he's dominated targets. Or, I'm sorry, snaps. He's been on the field a ton. However, he has 12 targets to Cameron Brate's 10. They just don't throw him the ball. And in a game when they absolutely went off and could not stop scoring on Los Angeles, O.J. Howard was a ghost. So if it didn't happen then, it's just not going to happen. Now, this is one where you'll want to go ahead and try and still trade that. Because it is possible that in some sort of multiplayer deal, you could still trade O.J. Howard to somebody. I feel like that's still, there's a faint glimmer that you could get him off your team as some sort of throw-in. But I'm at the point with him where that's what I'm actively trying to do because you can't play him. And if you had to cut O.J. Howard at this point, Steve, I I don't have a problem with you i do not i have him as a tight end 25 this week so he is way off my radar look they're playing the saints this week which isn't terrible but then he's playing carolina the last time that they played carolina he had no targets remember that goose egg in week two uh then they've got the bye week in week seven and then the schedule does lighten up kind of in the middle of the season there but yeah, in a game when they had an offensive explosion and absolutely went off against the Rams, three catches on three targets for 33 yards. It just, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's just stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but there yeah, it's, get all the drops in. We'll get all the drops in. 
Great job, you bleeping kicker. Yeah, see? You got the, it. Uh, you, you circled it back. You got uh, it. Uh, I, so there you go. OJ Howard, droppable. Take that, everybody's preseason tight end six or five or whatever that was. Get that out of Get that off Four. my lawn. He was up there, Four. but they have an Ingram. Get out of here. But uh, yeah, good week, good show. We will be back on Friday with uh, Trust or Bust with the Nerd. And of course, come check us out. We had a great time Sunday morning doing the start sit, and we will be doing a sponsored start sit on Friday night. That's right. Friday night. Right. Done right, baby. That's right. The Important Nonsense Podcast. So come, uh, come do start sit with us for Friday Night Lights. Uh, and we will be talking to you then. So until Friday, Neil, I will, uh, I'll talk to you later. You, uh, you keep up the nonsense. You as well. And we're going to hear sign off from Unit in Mesa, Arizona. See you Friday. Music for the Important Nonsense Podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger. Tritachion, and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on ImportantNonsense.com.